what up everybody and welcome to another episode of the black expat podcast my name is carl and i'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode i am happy to be here this monday morning i hope you guys had a great weekend i had a great weekend it was fun i did some cool stuff uh if you haven't already make sure you like share subscribe to my podcast but more importantly uh become a patron of the black expat podcast and support some of the dope things i have on the horizon if all things work out as they should i'm really excited to share that with you also check me out on medium on youtube and a bunch of features i've had so i've been featured on black sit global podcast make sure you guys check out that interview uh, her podcast was featured in the new york times so it's actually quite amazing had a great conversation i was also featured on homegrown the podcast again that's homegrown the podcast if you follow me on social media you've seen me post it but if not uh, make sure you check that out that was a great conversation with um two amazing individuals who are out in the uk and who interview black expats from all over the world i think they're focusing on asia which is where i fell into their segment and for the black sit global podcast i'm a part of an amazing season uh launch that she has on uh, underway so again make sure you check it out two amazing uh guest interviews i was fortunate enough to be a part of again amazing interviewers really keeps me on my p's and q's because i follow and listen to both of their podcasts um and they're amazing by the way not just because i'm on it but because they are i've mentioned black sit global it's on the black expat podcast network before i've mentioned homegrown black sit global is amazing homegrown is amazing just go and check them out guys great interviews i had a great time talking on there and it was just good to be on the mic but on the opposite end of it you know not asking the questions to you guys who are hopefully listening and writing this down in your notebook and going into your classrooms and having conversations about i don't know if you are but i hope you are um but just you know just to have those conversations but what i kind of want to touch on today is just work right i call it work tango because you know i've talked about the benefits and how you can take advantage of working remotely you know how to shift your perspective about working but what i haven't really dived into is just it's so different during a pandemic right i talked about my previous podcast what it's like to be unemployed while abroad versus home but just working abroad versus home now that the world has changed so much in regards to work culture and work life like really think about it like i came from taiwan a place that was very very office centric oftentimes you hear expats no matter what the profession not just in teaching i always question like why am i because you know when you're, you're an expat oh i'm living in another country i'm abroad i just want to go out and party or i want to go out and travel or i just want to be on the beach reading the book but man i'm not rich i need money to do that and what's the fastest way to make money and to make a lot of money and live comfortably in taiwan specifically if you're not an engineer and working on airplanes to have them government contracts like some people do then it's being a teacher right but that requires time it requires getting to know your students. It requires getting to know parents and getting to know teachers. It's a lot of getting to know you stuff that goes on, right? Again, for better or for worse, it's just a part of the process. But it was very office-centric. And we've always found ourselves asking, why do I have to be in the office all the time? Even when the pandic, pandemic, pandemic, when the pandemic hit, I'm not I'm not editing that out. Y'all gonna get that. Even when the pandemic hit, right? Um, it was it was like, okay. We're going to do everything we can because we have to keep people in the office. It wasn't no, hey, let's let's figure out a way to go remote. And maybe I'm in a different industry. But even in friends that I have in different industries, it was like, yeah, I'm working remotely. But they were literally on meetings all the time. And the game plan was like, yeah, y'all going to get vaccinated or you're going to get out the country. We're going to replace you. We need y'all back in the office because that's how things are done. It's a very rigid culture, right? And even American in some, America in some ways was very rigid. 
right? We didn't, it, it doesn't seem like it because America's all oh, land of freedom, land of creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you ask folk to wait a longer time to get their food, oh, they started showing out. But when you ask them to follow rules differently, oh, it became an issue, right? There, We are very rigid. And you don't realize how rigid you are until it's time for some change, but necessary change, change that had to be done. And of course, America is umpteen times bigger than Taiwan. So again, it's very different, right? It's very different. And the requirements are very different. And the society and the culture is set up very differently. But I mean, I can get into that for a longer period of time because, you know, like with, you know, with kids and like, who's going to watch my kids? So I'm at home all day. My kids are at home all day. How do I get work done? They're super loud. Ah, I don't have a nanny. Ah, so many things to take into accountability, into account. But backstep a little bit it's the work tango right it's okay abroad these were the challenges we were faced with we had to be in the office everything was geared toward being back in the office but now in america back home everything's remote and it was interesting because this is the first time i've heard it come up and not the first time but one of the first times i've heard it come up so frequently right everyone was and again i want to i want to i want to fact check myself on this and this is why i talked about in other podcast episodes please go listen to them about what you should do or what you could do again i'm not going to force you to do anything be your own person about what you could do since you work remotely and i think this is something that businesses and companies should incentivize because there is a such thing imagine this you're saying you're burnout because, oh, I have to get up every day. Oh, I got to drive into the office. Oh, it's snowing. Oh, Chicago traffic. Oh, Taiwan traffic. Oh, these kids and students. Ah, all that stuff, right? And you're like, man, I'm just so burnt out from the daily grind, the daily routine, the doing the same thing over and over again. I need a break from that. I want to just sit at home and watch TV. But think about it. Your TV is maybe four or five feet away from you when you work remotely. Your bed is right there. Your routine can be whatever you want it to be at home. You can literally write out a calendar that says, Monday through Friday, I do something different each morning to keep me on my toes. But what's been happening, and think about it. Think about this for yourself. Have you been burnt out from working remotely? And then since you are remote, what is the conclude? Like, what is the solve for that? Of course, yes, remote, get out, try different things. But what if you can't do that? And I think about it. And here's something I, I've, I've definitely challenged people who are in positions of power recently through our conversations, right? Because I've been meeting with a bunch of not just CEOs, but just leaders in different industries uh, because I'm, you know, again, I have something big on the horizon. But I said, how do you guys feel about PTO for remote workers? This hasn't come up yet, but it is. It's like, oh, what do you need time off for? You're already at home. <laughs> I've heard bosses say that, not joking. Like, what you need to, like, for what? Like, anything you have to get done, you can get it done, you know, while you're at home. Well, it's like, no. And even, again, I've had this conversation countless times with people who aren't work from home. They're still in the office or they're retired, right? Like, oh, you're at home all day. You should be able to get everything you want to get done, done. And I'm like, do y'all understand that I'm still working? Right? Like, it's not, I'm still at work. There's nothing like I still have stuff to do just because I can walk to my fridge and get a drink when I want to doesn't mean that I can just stop working like no things are ongoing I'm not going to pause my job to switch to something else it just doesn't work like that it never has because think about it when you're in the office when you're thirsty you get up from your desk go get something to drink and come back to your desk it's the same thing so just like burnout how are we dealing with burnout as a result of being remote as a result of how the working world has changed and shifted. Like, I'm out in Texas. It's different everywhere, right? Chicago was very different in, in regards to how everybody worked. So out here in Texas, most, you know, most places are still drive through only. That's so different than before, right? Uber Eats and DoorDash took off. Why? 
people kind of got used to things being like, oh, I'll just stay at home and have things delivered. But what does that affect it? The amount of sunlight people are getting, the amount of exercise some people are getting, right? Getting your kids out of a space, right? Driving you, is being at home driving you faster toward burnout than being in the office? Really, really think deeply about that. And the reason why I bring in the cultural comparison of Taiwan is because they knew going into the pandemic, everything that was being done at the company or at the school or whatever was geared towards we're going back full time into the office. We're going to open everything back up as quickly as we can. Now, we know in America and other countries, everybody didn't get on board with that concept because that required sacrifice, sacrifice in the short term. Taiwan had two shutdowns. One was for two weeks. They went right back to normal after that. One was for maybe a month or six weeks. When I say shut down, I mean, people weren't in the office working. Right. And again, there weren't any big long term plans being drawn out. There were short term plans. People just had that faith like, ah, you know what? We can't do this from being uh, from not being in the office. Again, older population kind of contributes to that as well. And also not as technologically savvy, younger up and coming generation as well. But like, they're like, oh no, we can't do this. This ain't gonna work. We need a short term fix. And everybody understood that it was short term. Everybody, right? So imagine like the adjust, like it's such an adjustment. Again, it's already an adjustment coming from Taiwan back to America and working. It's just different. It feels different, right? Same way I talked about my previous podcast, being employed is a completely different experience the expectations are different right so burnout is it faster is it slower because you're all you're in your safe space your comfort zone which is also your home like me i've switched rooms uh, several times because i'm like oh no this is where i'll relax but when i'm relaxing i don't want to look at my work computer (laughs) my work stuff i need a change of scenery i need to put my workspace in a place where i don't have access to where i can't see it's not in my line of sight i need that otherwise i'll feel like i'm always at work Oh, I got a little notification on Slack. Oh, I heard it. Oh, I can go do work. No, this is my break time. Preventing burnout. But for some of us, especially in leadership roles, is that is it that easy? Because your phone's connected. And like, oh, well, all your stuff's at home, right? Your boss is like, oh, all your stuff's at home. Yeah, go ahead and uh, knock out this project tonight. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, okay, I'll do it. He, he's right. My stuff is right here. And then, you know, you have time taken away from your family, from your friends, from yourself. It's important to manage these spaces. One of the things I want to talk about, not just that, not just the burnout, which I kind of, it kind of dominated because it is important. And as I was speaking, I kind of thought about these things as well. That's why I love my podcast. It can go anywhere and it's okay. It's a safe space. And if I'm, when I start doing these shows live, you can call in and go anywhere with me. I encourage you to do it. Send me messages. I'll talk about whatever. I can talk all day. But um, this is difference, the differences in management style. It's been an adjustment from Taiwan to here, right? Like I said before, my managers in Taiwan were very, it's very matter of fact, right? It's also really, really, really rooted in respect, like principal. You have to call him principal. Don't call his name. A director, you called them director. You never said their name in Chinese and in English. If you did say the name, it was director followed by the name, right? It's been an adjustment because in America, not all systems function like that, right? We can address our CEO by their first name. We're people. And I think the best workspaces do that. I'm not going to walk around calling you President McCaffrey. You ain't the President of the United States. I barely want to call the President of the United States President, whatever, because, you know, racism. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, uh, for real, like for real. But anyway, um, but like really think about it, right? Like it's so different the way in which the leadership structure is set up. And how you communicate with those leaders. Like, I have so much access to my directors, to my CEOs, right? 
to my, you know, direct report, all that. I have so much instant access to them because I'm remote. So I had to kind of readjust. Okay, how do I communicate with them? Because again, in Taiwan, I didn't have, well, when I was a director and I did have access to the principal, but it wasn't like on a daily basis. I also didn't need to. Like I couldn't just send them a quick quick message to get an idea launched and off the ground. I couldn't just send up set up a quick calendar invite because we were in the office, right? You could, but you couldn't. You had to walk to their office. And like it was a whole lot of red tape that went on with that. But just like the communication structure itself, it's just different. And you do have to readjust to that, right? Especially coming from a position where in Taiwan I was in leadership. Now I'm not in leadership. Not looking for it either. I need a break from all that, right? I just want to be a part of something that's meaningful, doing meaningful work, and then rework my personal goals, my podcast, my writing, you know, adventures that I want to do. But I want to be a part of something because that that's always mattered to me. But providing things that make sense and that matter to people in education or whatever or what have you. But like, yeah, that aspect of it was difficult as well. That's why I call it the work tango. It's like, oh, yeah, you're an expat. You have... Oh, you expect for one year. Oh, okay, you still get how the American system works unless you just graduated college, which you don't get with any system, how any system works and what it means. And then, oh, two years out, you're like, oh, okay, cool, I can still adjust. Three years out, you're like, oh, I should probably read a book or something. Four years out, you're like, oh, man, this is this is getting, this is a different level of challenge. Five years, you're like, you know what? Ah, forget it. I'm an expat. I don't care. It's always like this. I never, I'm never supposed to see the principal or talk to any directors. I'm supposed to talk to one person and that person talks to the next person and we just follow this ladder, right? Because that's how it's set up. In Taiwan, you follow the ladder, you follow protocol. You don't go above your, your boss. Gonna get mad at you. Might write you. Might might give you terrible assignments. You follow that ladder. That's what you do. Whereas back in America, it's very very different. But there's so many levels of adjustment going on. Right, being an expat coming back during the pandemic. There's location, location, location. There's people, people, people. There's culture, culture, culture. And then it's, are you happy with what you're doing? Do you feel fulfilled? Like I said, I need to get out. I need to travel. That's one thing I realized about the pandemic and coming back and working. I am a traveler. Experience is my greatest teacher, right? I love absorbing information, right? And I can do it in different ways. And I'm open to that. But at the same time, I know how I best absorb information. And it's not just because I've traveled. It's because of my my learning style. Everybody learns different. Everybody absorbs things differently. Right. Some people are visual. Some people are, have to write things down. Some people need calendars. Some people can just remember things. I have this debate all the time with other people. I'm like, why is, why is this not in your calendar? When you forget something, it could just be in your calendar. I tell myself this because I be forgetting a lot of stuff. I also have a lot of stuff going on. So it's hard to remember to put every detail in there. But when I do do it, I feel so much better and so much relief. So there's levels to the adjustment. That's why I call it the work tango. Right. Uh, you just kind of moving here and then coming back and then moving there and then coming back and then figuring it all out. And it's hard. So, hey, if you feeling burnt out, not just because it's the holiday season or, you know, because you're back home and you're like, I don't want to be back home or you're missing home. You're an expat that's abroad and you're like, you're missing home. Just give yourself a pat on the back. You made it through. We ain't almost we ain't there yet. We're almost there. But 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 you made it. You are accomplished. You are, you've achieved things. And you know what? I am thankful and grateful to have you guys here joining me today on the Black Expat Podcast. Thank you guys for rocking with me for yet another day. Again, check me out on all my social media handles. Follow, like, share, subscribe, all that. Shout out one more time to Black Sick Global, Homegrown, the podcast. 
My name is Carl, the Black Expat. I'm out, chill. <laughs>